Buzz. Yes, it is. It's Legal Tuesday, first Tuesday of the month because it's, well, it's the first day of the month as well. So uh, Buzz Legal Advisor Attorney Ryan Russman is in with us. You can uh, check out his website at russmanlaw.com. You can also send him emails, ryan at russmanlaw.com. If there's a question you would rather email him directly about as opposed to using yeah, us as Yeah, happy to as, take the question off air. Uh, all right, so you can uh, do that. we got a bunch of questions rolling in. Laura, why don't you start? Uh, well, this uh, somebody had reminded us. That, ask Ryan about what Greg was wondering yesterday. If you were to tackle the preacher in the movie theater, would you be arrested? Uh, movie sh- uh, showing over the weekend. This okay. kid who is quote unquote a preacher, which anybody can say they are because that's how you don't pay taxes. But anyway, uh, oh. and, <laughs> that's my own personal thing. He gets up and he starts in a movie theater, sold out movie theater before it starts, starts kind of going on a religious rant. It feels like a religious rant. People get scared. They think this guy is about to do something. So people, there's a stampede at the theater, people trying to leave. And if you're in the audience and you take that guy down and all he's doing is speaking, there's no other weapon or anything involved, but you aren't sure, you're legally on the hook for taking him down. I think there's simple assault there. And in the absence of their showing of a force against you, you're allowed to use reasonable force to protect yourself if there's, in fact, a realistic threat. But if you're in a circumstance where the guy is just talking crazy, then you, you should leave the theater in a, in a very you know, expeditious way, quickly, so and I'm, get out of So I'm the guy that tackles this guy. Road kills the crazy you guy. You get charged with simple assault. How would you defend me? Could you use my fear that I'm, I'm terrified in that situation well, and I thought in that capacity that was the right thing to do? So it's interesting because there are limitations to speech. For example... Um, yelling fire in a crowded theater. Right. Okay. So the question becomes for a judge, is this kind of discussion um, not protected speech for which could cause someone to have this type of response? It's a very tenuous argument to make as a defense. And so in this circumstance, I would strongly advise people to remove yourself from the theater right. in, a, in a manner which doesn't interfere with this individual. But how would you defend me? I, defending you, I would say that this individual was creating a circumstance like yelling in a fire, and given right. the circumstances of our society today where there's been multiple uh, incidents of people you know, involved in mass terror, that this would be a circumstance where I was feeling like my safety was in, in, uh, in, in th- in under threat. Now let's switch places, and now I'm the judge. I look at you after making that case and going, right on, next case, good. Good, get out of here. You're yeah, good. That, I, I would be. It would yeah, be over. It, yeah, that's not. It's <laughs> it such a difficult. Simple. It's a difficult analysis, you know. And there are mo- there are lots of questions out there yeah. like this in terms of you know competing harms. Listen, in the legislature just recently, there was a bill that was shot down about whether or not if you were sleeping in your car, could you be charged with DWI. Um, the law in this circumstance, you know, talks about you know if you have the ability to exercise dominion or control over your vehicle. They can still charge you even though you weren't in fact in the act of driving your vehicle. I so, thought the keys. If the right. keys aren't in the ignition, that doesn't prevent you it, from it being It doesn't locked. prevent you because you can put the keys back into the ignition and you can mm. drive away. Okay. So, you know, it's an interesting circumstance. It may not be analogous to directly on point to the movie theater thing, but I'm, I'm raising it because these kinds of questions raise complex issues so that judges oh, yeah. in our state have to tackle every day. Uh, so if I am had too much to drink and I sleep in my car, do I just take my keys and throw them? Well, no, me, what if you're in the back seat? Sleep I, in the back I, I, seat. I've, I've actually had this circumstance where an individual was on the side of 95. They had been pulled off. They were asleep in the back of their car. And unfortunately, you know, the law at this point is that if you're able to exercise dominion or control over the vehicle, you can be charged with DWI. And it, it's a crazy situation because, in, in essence, 
someone making the decision to pull over because they recognize that they've had too much to drink, the you know they're going to get punished. And, and, and to but me, if, that's why this the legislation that was pending made sense. To, that there has to be a means for which people can recognize that they're in a bad situation. They should pull up. The state's position is: listen, you should have made a plan before you got in your car. But right, drove. if you're pulled off the side of the road or you're pulled off and arrested, you've already driven drunk. If you're recognizing, right, and, and so that's the state's argument that, that we want to keep people from doing that. The, the other side of that argument is: do you want people to then to just well, you know, I've already committed to driving down the road. I might as well keep going. I mean, that's yeah. that that's the, and what. If they'd made that decision and ultimately mm-hmm. hurt themselves or other people. So, you know, it's very much a difficult question. But, but the, again, these are the things that our, our judiciary tackles yeah. every day. And, and that's why they deserve a lot of credit. And it's not an easy job. The place to decide is when you've had the drink and you're like, I shouldn't even get in the car. Right. right. Realistically, the place to right. decide is before you even go out to mm-hmm. have a plan. Agreed. Uh, Kretschy, can you please ask the counselor, if I have cameras around, if you've got cameras around the outside of your house and signs clearly marks, mark stating the fact, say someone is recklessly driving and is caught on your cameras, is that enough proof in the state to provide local police for them to be issued a ticket? What would happen is if it wasn't occurring in their presence, they would then have to request a copy of the tape from you. They'd have to present it to a judge to get a warrant because in a violation-type circumstance, if the officer doesn't witness it themselves, they'd have to get a warrant for your arrest, and then they would present that to a judge. The information would be transferred to them, a warrant would issue, and then they could use that information to arrest you. You get the camera, you get the 17-year-old, gone in 60 seconds wannabe that comes drifting around the corner with his ass end swinging out. Doesn't that you can't guarantee that he's the one behind the wheel? If you can see the driver of okay. the vehicle, then right. there's a, there's that element of operation. Okay. All right. Uh, my wife and I got married uh, months ago, and she waited to change her last name. Uh, she has been told now because she waited so long, she has to go to court. Is that true? Well, there's a legal name change process that you have to go through if you don't do so when you're filling out your certificate for marriage. I think there's a notation right on the form well, I that you remember. wish on your on your marriage license. So there is a process under the le- on under our judiciary where you can actually go to court. You have to seek that legal name instead change. instead of just going to city hall. I, I, there, yeah. There's a process now that you have to follow. Yeah. Uh, I work for a large construction company. Supervisor keeps belittling the coworkers, calling us all names like stupid and all these other names. The owners know about it but refuse to do anything. Is there a, and do us workers have a case? Well, when you say have a case, is there a case for what? If you're trying to allege that there's potentially a hostile work environment, that's certainly something to examine. Again, remember, you're an employee at will, so you can bring these actions, and there may be consequences. So just be aware that there's a proper channel for which you should go through in order to document this information is that and to bring it forward. Giving the guy a blanket party, like wait until he goes to his car, throw a blanket over his head, and whack him in the head a couple times? That, he doesn't know, no, what, a you don't know what a blanket party is? Uh, now I do, because you kind of described it yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Usually you put a bar of soap in a sock? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Or, a, no. you know what? or oranges, because they don't leave marks. You never put like pool balls, like an eight that's ball you, in there. That's you don't if you really want to mess them yeah, up. That's you know, bad. Every time I come here, I learn something new. So I and I have too. to tell you, the trivia that I get is just I know. outstanding. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you later what the Dutch rudder is. The, no, you don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. If police are uh, investigating someone for a criminal offense, and then they tell you that they're dropping charges and closing in closing the case, is that the end of it altogether, or could like potentially? Well, be potentially, open? if there's new information that comes to light, that investigation could resume. So. At the end of, if someone says that we are at the end of our investigation, we've decided not to file charges, certainly there is some finality that comes to that. However, remember that if more information comes to light, investigators come across new information or new witnesses come forward, that investigation can resume and can pick up. So unless you are acquitted of the actual offense, 
there's the opportunity for the state to continue an investigation. Are there any laws preventing uh, a landlord, Scotty, you know, he's, he rents a, a place, and all of a sudden, without notice, the landlord you know, increases the rent astronomically? Uh, there's really no law. A, a landlord well, has the right to charge what they think is a fair market price, right? Right, they, they do. The, the, but the question in that is really, if you are engaged in a month-to-month lease, when can that increase take place? Landlords have the right, unless it's a rent-controlled property, to charge what they think is, in fact, a reasonable uh, right. a, a fee for their for the space. But the limitation for that, of course, is that if you're engaged in a lease where there's a lease term, they can't do so until that lease term right. expires because you are locked into that particular price. And the law, if someone stays in a place for a long period of time and that lease is up and the, and the, the landowner knows I'm drastically under charging for this property based on what else is around, you, you're getting the screws. You, you, you're going to get an increase, right, and, and right. you have to just be prepared for that. Okay, we've got a break. We've got a lot of other questions. Your Tons questions more. as well. Get them in. You can email Greg Roadkill Laura at MorningBuzz.com. More with uh, Ryan Russman Legal Tuesday now. That was loud. The buzz. What is no, nothing on? What? Nothing! This is Greg in the Morning Buzz.